0: So, hey, guys, are you frustrated with where you're at right now, maybe stunted in your progress? Well, if you are, I want to recommend a place for you to go called Growth Day, growthday.com forward slash ed. It is the number one personal development app on the planet. It's got all kinds of high performance techniques in there, courses, accountability, journaling, live speeches from some of the top influencers in the world, including me. It's an overall environment to change your life. Growthday.com forward slash ed. This is The Ed Myron Show. Hi, right, welcome back to the show, everybody. We've got a friend sitting next to me here today who I am really glad he's here. He is one of the busiest people in all of the entertainment industry right now. He's got this show that just got picked up for a, diff- a new season called Bookie, which is awesome. He's got Netflix specials all over the place. You guys have already seen him on Netflix, almost all of you. movie last year came out about my father that I loved that was a really successful project for him. He's just got all kinds of stuff going on, but he's got a tour coming up called It Ain't Right in 2024. Biggest tour he's got. So you can go to all his social media, his website to get his stuff. Sebastian Maniscalco, welcome back to the Thanks,
1: show. Thanks, Thanks for having me back. I think the last time I did this had to be about four or five years ago. Four or five years ago. The UTA offices and reflecting back on that experience. I didn't know who you were. I didn't, you know, mm-hmm. I, I just didn't, I wasn't aware of you. I mm-hmm. saw clips and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then you wanted me to do your podcast, which is, then I started looking into who you were and whatnot. Oh, this guy's, this guy's knows what he's doing and whatnot. <laughs> but I feel bad mm-hmm. that you came out to where I was, mm-hmm. uh, at UTA. You did. Cause I, I noticed a lot of you. <laughs> Most people come to the studio, <laughs> <laughs> but you came to me and i was reflecting back on that. I'm like, oh, I, I Probably should have went out to you, mm-hmm. but at the time I was just like, "Oh, this is like this yeah. is like a who is this guy you know, at the time?" The hike and whatnot, but uh, I'm glad that you asked me back. Uh, yeah, uh, and it's nice to be here and it's
0: this new setting. Uh, yeah, well, it's a temporary setting, but yeah, it's good to have you back. And I've done his show. He's got a couple different podcasts too. What the Daddy and Doctor, Daddy versus Doctor, and the Pete and Sebastian. Pete. Show. This guy's busy. He's do, he's doing everything.
1: Which you did, Daddy versus Doctor, and you I had a did. clip on there where you got emotional. Yeah, and I put that up. Yep. And, of course, you know, everybody really related to what you were saying in regards to your family and how mm-hmm. they're the most important. Except your dad. <laughs> Except my, father. <laughs> my father, believe me, if you, if th- that's just the tip of the iceberg with him. Mm-hmm. He, he's really, he's my biggest critic. He's, we have a lot. Uh, Mm. discussions about even this tour that i'm doing he's like uh you got new material right you (laughs) know like so he's he's constantly on me
0: i was gonna ask you that one of my questions later in the interview but i we've got to know each other well just so you guys know since that thing four years ago and so i feel like i I know you pretty well now like does it matter i mean it's funny with you and your dad but you you love this dude and you're close with your dad you have a very unique thing with him do you think he's proud of you and do you? Is it matter to you? I I, I was one of the things I was going to ask you later, but since you, we brought up your dad, who doesn't like my stuff, like, uh, uh, is he proud of
1: you? Do you think? Yeah, he's told me he's proud of me, hmm. but he doesn't want uh, me to kind of rest on my success. You know, it's it's easy to reach a certain level, I think, for some people, and then like, all right, I'm gonna stop writing material. Hmm. I'm gonna kind of coast on what I have, and he's always. Trying to instill in me, not that I don't have it already, but mm-hmm. just being a parent, mm-hmm. you know, you you got to do better than the next time, or mm-hmm. you need your material needs to be as equal to or greater to what you've done the last time, or the people are not going to come back. Mm-hmm. And he's also worried about, you know, people are spending a lot of money to come and see you, and you have to deliver a premium product mm-hmm. uh, for them, because uh, like the performance is a commercial for them to come back the next time. Um, in a business sense, I love doing comedy regardless, Mm -hmm. but when you go out there, you hope to knock them dead so bad where they go and tell 10 people, you got to come and see this guy.
0: How much percentage of the time do you do that? Where you go, I knocked it out. You're done that night. You go, yep.
1: I feel like I really never knock it out. There's always something in the act that I could have done better. Or there was a moment in the act where I'm like, oh, I got a little too angry there or whatnot. Yes. I, I walk off stage sometimes saying, oh yeah, that was really show but I always think there is improvement in, in the show sometimes I get a little bored with the mm-hmm. material mm-hmm. you know I'm sure you go through this you're, yep. you're saying the same thing yes right? and, and you got to make it sound like it's the first time you're saying it you yep. have a new group of people so for me um I start when I first got a new bit I'm like oh I love doing this I love doing this I love and then it starts to kind of wane yep and and the the objective for stand-up is to kind of have the material so down but still so fresh and then shoot your special uh, rather than have it, you know, go a while. It's then, too stale. Yeah, it becomes too stale. And I think that's what happened with my last special. Not that I was so disappointed about it, but what happened was I was supposed to shoot that special kind of COVID, era, like when yep. COVID started, and then I picked up the material, after COVID, mm-hmm. and then shot the special, so it kind of sat, but we too long. And we were talking about this prior to even jumping on here. That talking about pain, you were talking about back mm-hmm. pain. I'm talking mm-hmm. about sciatic <clears throat> pain. I had sciatic pain ripping through my right leg, mm-hmm. really, really bad. uh And it was hard to be as physical as I normally am. And I was in a tuxedo, and these aren't excuses. Mm-hmm. You know, I think also I'm trying something new. Mm-hmm. You know, I tried something new. I'm like, oh, let me yeah. let me try and bring. Uh, Back to the Rat Pack. Sinatra days. Day. Sinatra days, performing a tuxedo, have the audience performing mm-hmm. their dress like they were in the 60s or mm-hmm. 50s or whatever it was. So anytime, you know, you kind of go outside your comfort zone, you know, it could, it could really win. You could really lose. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not reflecting back on the special. I'm not mad that I did it that way. The only thing I regret was I, probably shouldn't have worn a tuxedo because Mm -hmm. i I never wear
0: tuxedos
1: (laughs) while performing Mm -hmm. and it's very restrictive Mm -hmm. and number two that i was in pain while doing it yeah
0: you know you're in the mindset you guys when you're listening to him the one thing about sebastian is and other comedians have mentioned this to me too it's pretty serious dude in real life pretty serious pretty intense i'd say introverted so i would describe you is that all accurate would you say
1: yeah, I mean, uh, introverted in the sense where I'm not, like, life of the party. No. Uh, I don't. You know, I come on these podcasts. I just mm-hmm. did a, kind of a podcast, golf podcast yesterday. Mm-hmm. And you got to treat them almost as performances. It, yeah. Or, you know, you can't be like sitting here like a dud. Right. You know? Not that I'm going to make you die laughing during this, mm-hmm. but I, I actually enjoy sitting down with someone and not being funny. Yeah, I know you do. I, I, I don't feel like this <laughs> this uh, world I'm living in right now is, I don't really have to make you laugh or the audience laugh. It's mm-hmm. not that type of show but the show yesterday they were looking for like entertainment so, so gotta, it's work yeah you got to come you got to come
0: be you drained after
1: yeah, not drain but you know to be funny and not make it be forced mm-hmm. is is a little difficult because you know you want to make it or as organic as possible yeah. you don't want to be doing like trying to be doing bits or he tried to make me laugh or whatnot. So. Yeah. And you're
0: not like a sticky, shlippy, like slap slappy in the back guy. That's not your thing. Like no. you, but what you're saying earlier though, about what I said, like the mindset into someone who's a mega achiever. I mean, if you go watch this Netflix special that he did and you guys should go watch it, it's incredible. But when you're at the highest, people that are at the highest level are really scrutinizing about their work and they're honest about their work. They're self-aware. One of the things that, they I think people that get to a really high level set just a higher standard. Like they just their standard for themselves and their performance is super high. And that's why he was telling me off camera. He's like, Yeah, I don't really feel like I hit the mark on that one. I was playing golf with a dude yesterday, tells him it wasn't his best work. Yeah. And but also I think you begin to lose at anything, whether you're in business or anything, when you lose your self awareness. You just don't, you know, and you've seen this in your industry too. It's like, this guy's just oblivious that his work isn't what it used to be, or he's not working as hard as he used to be, or she used to be. So I think it's actually a really good thing that you, you say that. I don't love the fact that you don't feel good about it, but I thought you are really a physical comic too. So that tux was a little bit restrictive, but yeah. you, you, you have a lot happening. Like, so you're doing stand up. He's one of the few, con- you know, a lot of you aren't like stand up people, but like, Today, Burt Kreischer's out on the show, right? He's like, today's the release. While we're recording this, he's out today. It's not like I have that many comedians on. It's ironic. But Burt is one And you. There's only about eight, five, six, seven of you dudes who can fill up arenas. And you're one of them. And I think you were the top grossing comic, you know, when you're doing this. You'll be the top grossing comic in the world. Are you an actor? A comic? Like, what are you now? Or are you trying to be all of these things? If it was five years from now, you could wave a wand. Are you still doing arenas and doing stand-up? Or are you leading man in three or four movies a year.
1: No, I don't. I'm a stand-up comedian. That's that's what I am. I'm not mm-hmm. deviating from what got me here. Mm-hmm. I and really, really enjoy doing stand-up. Do I enjoy doing movies and TV? Eh, I mean, the, the last movie I did this about my father, I it wasn't a fun experience for me. I, I had a lot of anxiety. I I, 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 I struggle because I got a family. I got two small kids. I'm 50. I got a six-year-old and a four-year-old. So I'm in Alabama for nine weeks doing this movie. And in my head, you know, I, I'm a family guy first. Yeah. So I'm sitting there going, what am I doing? Mm. What am I doing mm. in Alabama when my my daughter is at a recital? And that recital is never going to happen again at that age, at that moment. I'm not going to see that. Who knows what could happen? Mm. You know, there could be a moment there. You know, there's a memory there I'm missing. So wow. I had that in my head. And yeah. I, I don't think a lot of, I, I shouldn't say this, uh, you know, some people in the entertainment industry just they go out, they do movies, and that's what I do, and the family's the family. And when I come home, I come home and like, I can't listen, I gotta be there. Mm-hmm. I gotta, I gotta mm-hmm. be at my house mm-hmm. with my kids. Uh so that's that, awesome. that's that's what I was dealing with. Number two, I'm working with De Niro Gosh. Who's arguably one of the best actors of our generation. And I'm I'm questioning myself, can I do this? Right. Because I've been in movies, not a lot, but just pop-ins. Mm-hmm. But this is the first movie I'm doing, Soup to Nuts. And I'm starring Ooh. in it. I co-wrote it. And then, you know, you question yourself. What am I doing? Should I be here? Can I do this? So mm-hmm. there, that was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, How'd you get through it? Well, then I'm in pain, too, with the sciatica. You know, I'm, I'm dealing.
0: You were starting to sound oh, like mess. an old, just. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm
1: Listen, I'm 50. I should not be walking around like you talk about. Yep. It's going to be hard to get off out of the chair. Yeah.
0: You know, yep.
1: We, me too. We might yeah, need we you know, help from everybody just, in here to get out of our chairs. Yeah. yeah. So, I what I did was, all right, I said, this is a great opportunity for me. Mm. Um, the process for me is not fun. Mm. It's 14 hours on the set. Mm. Comedy, you go hour, yeah. and a half, you're done, you go home. This is, you know... For a comedian, plus, I'm doing a comedy. Nobody's laughing, you
0: know. Yeah, no I, feedback.
1: I'm missing the feedback. Mm-hmm. So it, it was a, a little difficult to get used to doing that type mm-hmm. of performance. Um, what but, is it like working with De Niro? Um, very quiet. He's not uh, one to, you know, like, cut. It's not like I go up to him going, so where you going tonight? You know, really, it's, it's none of that. He, he has a, you know, goes to his chair. He's got paperwork and what it looks like he's opening up another notebook in between (laughs) scenes. Seriously. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, you know, he's on the phone, he's talking and Mm -hmm. so he's nice. You know, if I, Mm -hmm. if I went up to him and asked him a question and whatnot, he's, you know, he's he's receptive of it. But, you know, like he's, you know, in his own world, he's to Mm -hmm. himself, Mm -hmm. he's, he's very introverted. I'm not, I'm not that introverted Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I'm personable Mm and I'm, I'm talking to people on set and the rest of it. Is it almost uncomfortable? Yeah, I just don't think he, you know, has the gift of gab, which is mm-hmm. fine. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, just you know, maybe he does with people that he's really close with, which I could relate to.
0: But I would think like if I'm already insecure, I'm working with the goat, right? And I'm I'm an actor, but I'm new to this big of acting. I want the guy when we're done with the scene to go, great job, you nailed that. Or like here's some feedback. You're not. You're not.
1: That happened later on. Okay. When I had a scene where I had to cry at the end of the movie, and Mm -hmm. I've never cried on uh, film before. Mm -hmm. I'm an emotional guy. I have no problem crying. Mm -hmm. But you know, when you're acting, it's a it's a different different muscle. So I went into that scene going, man, I hope I cry. And we're on a tarmac. There's an airplane there. I (laughs) I had to get. I had to be out of breath in the scene so i had to run around the tarmac with this leg that i have an issue with and i come into the scene we do the scene he's he's crying exactly where he's supposed to be crying and i'm looking at this guy in the scene going this guy's like i don't i'm like i'm not even in the scene i'm just like almost a fan yeah watching him cry and they yell cut now I noticed that he is very, he's not, he's very different this day than he was any other day because of its emotional scene. And he wanted to keep the emotion there. So he was, he was like, come on, let's, let's do it again. Mm-hmm. So now I'm getting in my head. I go, Oh, Eric, mm-hmm. fuck it. <laughs> off because mm-hmm. I don't know how many cries this guy's got, got left. <laughs> right. Like, I don't, I don't know. So yeah. we do it again. I don't cry. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I go, bro, I need help. Mm-hmm. I need help. Can you help me out? So we walk on the plane together, just Mm -hmm. him and I. I said, I don't know how to get there. Mm -hmm. He goes, well, I was going to tell you, but I I don't know your process. I go, there's no, I'm just hoping this comes out of me. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. what I do is I think in this particular instance, he's like, I think about my son and he's your age and he starts crying, Mm -hmm. talking about his son to you. To me. Mm-hmm. This is not even in the scene. This is like mm-hmm. a moment we're having. And uh I start to cry. Mm-hmm. And I go, I gotta I to use this. And mm-hmm. so I run around, I run around. I come into the scene. I'm crying throughout the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh which I'm not really supposed to, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh wow, this is this is working. Cut, let's do it again. Now they're gonna do it again. Do it what again. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I got it. Anymore. I don't have another one of these. So <clears throat> You know, that moment, he was really, really helpful in, in teaching me how to get to that moment. Mm. And I learned a hell of a lot just being around him and how he, for example, in scenes, he's always doing something. You mm. know, he's, he's uh, if, he, if he's got a pack, he's packing. He wants to know, would I pack, a, you think I'd pack up the socks on this side of the bag? Or he's mm. very specific in his movements. Wow. Which again, for me, a guy who doesn't do this that mm. often, you know, I, I would just generally, okay, where do I stand? And I'm right. going to talk, but you know, he uses the environment around him with attention to details crazy too. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's, it's believable. You know, if mm-hmm. you're in a scene and you're fiddling around and drinking some water, yeah. some nuts or whatever you're doing, not necessarily eating, but if you're doing an activity, mm. it, it makes it believable and you as an actor are not so in your head about being in a scene you're almost you know the the lines are almost secondary as you're doing something as you would in in real life if i was talking to you and cleaning the dishes you know it's just more of a natural vibe so i think it helped me for bookie which i felt extremely relaxed Hmm. uh it was in los angeles Mm -hmm. um i was with chuck lorry who's you know, yep. done north of a thousand episodes yep. of television, and I felt really comfortable uh, with his, you know, just him knowing what he wants. Not that, not that uh, the director in, in about my father didn't know she was great. Yep. But Chuck Lorre in TV, it's just you know you're working with the one mm-hmm. with one of the best ever. So I felt like about my father prepared me for yeah,
0: bookie. So you're going to be acting because you're good at it. You look good. I'm starting to do some too. And like, I'm so insecure about it. Like I just, what you just said, like I haven't done, it's new. I'm used to doing like your stand up as my speaking or being a businessman, right? Mm -hmm. It's like super new to me. So I have like a ton of imposter syndrome about it, but, but you're going to be doing more of it. So, hey, guys, as you know, I've partnered up with my good friend, Brennan Brouchard, who's created the greatest personal development system that has ever been designed called Growth Day. There's everything from journaling to accountability programs, live messages every Monday from myself and other influencers. There's an opportunity for you to to get courses that would cost thousands of dollars completely for free. It's incredible. Go to growthday.com forward slash ed and check it out. Hey, guys, I want to talk to you about Shopify. You know, when I started the show, the furthest thing from my mind was doing online business, and now I can't imagine my life without it. So I love Shopify because they're a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. So whether you're in the startup phase where you're just launching your online store, or you're at that really big business where you're like, hey, we just hit a million bucks in order stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. They've helped me through every single stage. I wouldn't even know what to do without them. So whether you're selling shipping supplies or promoting productivity programs, Shopify helps you everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered big time. They help turn browsers into buyers, they convert, their checkout's 36% better than all the leading competitors, and I've used them for everything I do online. So every single thing you see that I market online, Shopify is somehow involved. I wouldn't even know what to do without them. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com mylet all lowercase, Go to shopify.com slash now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash If you listen to this show for a while, you've heard me and my guests talk a lot about how critical it is to have your wellness goals in order, especially lately with me. So you know how powerful visualization is when you visualize yourself one, 10, 30 years from now, you've achieved all your goals. Ask yourself this, am I healthy at that point? in your visions of course you are but like anything else without a plan to get and remain healthy you can't hit the goal that's why i'm so thrilled to be partnering with life force it's co-founded by my good friend tony robbins and peter diamanis life force is a leader in proactive care the life force membership includes everything you need to understand your wellness and help you make good decisions today that to keep you on track in the future for your health listeners on my show get $250 when they first sign up for their membership by going to mylifeforce.com/ed that's mylifeforce.com slash ed. Take control of your wellness with Life Force and see what the healthiest version of you actually looks like and is capable of. These products and statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I'm just curious, like, all you got going on, take someone into, I mean, you're so humble, but this is a dude who was a waiter, you were at the Four Seasons for years, right? I mean yeah, 98.05. How long?
1: Seven years, 98 to 05. So
0: he'd leave there, go do stand-up, come back and and be a server again the same night, right? And now, flash forward, I mean, seriously, brother, like, just for a minute, like, let people, like, there are people, there's a lot of people right now that are in that waiter stage of their life that listen to my show, Mm -hmm. that want to be you, that they're, they want to be that entrepreneur, they want to be that businessman, they want to write the book, they want to be the speaker, they want to be the whatever, the athlete. And now you flash forward, here's what you just said to me. Yeah, I'm doing a movie with Robert De Niro. Yeah. Now I got this show bookie. I fill up arenas. I got this beautiful wife, Lana. I got two amazing kids. My dad's still alive to see all the success that I'm having. Like, I mean, and be real about it. Is it what you thought? Is success, because it wasn't for me, is success like what you thought it would be? How you'd feel about yourself, how much you would enjoy it, what your like emotions would be day to day in doing it? Like I had a picture that when I would get there, like everything would probably be okay. I don't know. I thought I wouldn't feel as much pressure. I actually almost feel more pressure to be, if I'm being honest, right? Like to keep it going and to maintain it and to grow it. And, and, uh, I thought I'd have more confidence or pride in myself when I got there. I don't know. Like I just, I thought certain elements would be different. What about for you? Like you've got a really good life. Do you enjoy it? Like really? Or are you in the midst of trying to run it and keep it together and grow it more than you get a chance to enjoy it.
1: So I'm on the transition of it because I'm exactly like yourself, mm. where uh, I was happier as a performer when I was doing um, the Holiday Inn Bananas Comedy Club in Hasbrook Heights, New Jersey, wow. and coming up and, and making a room full of strangers who really didn't know who I was laugh. And then after that, going out, meeting greeting everybody, in the lobby taking photos and whatnot, that for me was like really, really fun. I mean, mm-hmm. I was, I was, you know, geez, I was still, I was in a 900 square foot apartment. I was, you know, I was, I was making some money, but nothing, mm-hmm. you know, nothing crazy. Um, I never, I'm not, and I'm sure some of your listeners, you know, are very diligent about writing down goals. This You're is not, what
0: I want. You told, yeah. 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 I, you I, told I, me that. Yeah. I, it's not <laughs> your thing. he loves motivational speaking he loves goal setting no no no. i
1: i love hearing motivational speaking and some of these things i'm like oh i I just my mind doesn't Mm. you're a worker work that way it's like i go out like i'll i go out to pasadena ice house and i'll do four sets that's kind of my way i work yep um but to answer your question i am now in the process of trying to enjoy this more because as we were talking you know it's like all right, you get to a certain level, and then you, you buy a home, and there's a lot of things that go along with that home—maintenance mm-hmm. of it. Uh, there's, you know, more people in your life that mm-hmm. you are paying, you know, because mm-hmm. you're growing your business, your mm-hmm. enterprise. So there's more personalities now that you're dealing with, which you didn't have. I didn't have that. I was doing everything myself. Yeah. Somebody ordered a DVD. I would sign it, put it, and and now it's like there's Mm -hmm. there's a social media team, there's a PR team, there's you know there's just a lot of people. And also, I have a fear of like I I didn't grow up this way. I didn't grow up with the money. I, I, you know, what's enough? Uh, you know, what am I working towards? Am I gonna what? What what am I doing? I mean, what Mm -hmm. what the hell am I doing? Am I? Mm -hmm. I, Yes, (laughs) yes. Am I working towards what? You know, we're talking about family. I'm a family guy, but there, you know, you do have to have like a little bit of a balance. You know, yeah. there's, there should, I go, yeah, should I, should I be doing Vegas five times a year? Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Do I need to go on an arena tour? Do I need to do another TV or movie mm-hmm. or another podcast? You talk about doing all these things, which yeah. I think people feel pressured. So do I. to do. Oh, like, oh, so and so's got, po- got, I got the podcast. Oh, yeah. So and so, I got the movie. Uh, uh, you're right. Yes. <laughs> so for me, I'm like, am i doing podcasts because i really love it
0: Mm. you mean your own my own yeah
1: even like even going out and doing podcasts
0: Mm -hmm. like
1: i've heard oh if you want your podcast to grow you got to go on other podcasts Mm -hmm. and then uh, those people see you Mm -hmm. and then they're gonna are they i (laughs) don't know you know like i'm 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 often like i like you know like podcasts that i like doing i enjoy Mm. i know that this is going to be something i enjoy right because you're a host who doesn't talk you know much Mm -hmm. you know you give the questions you add a little color but it's Mm. it's you know you want to hear what i have to say and sometimes i go on podcasts and it's like you know i don't know i mean this is not this maybe not my vibe maybe Mm -hmm. this is i don't fit in here this Mm -hmm. is uh, you know i i'm not like you know wacky and crazy and not going to, you know, do something that, you know, you're, you know, these, these people are going to go, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> right. Right.
1: So I don't know. I I don't know. I'm wrestling with a lot of these.
0: I know you are. Things. I am too. I'm trying to figure out, and this is great that we're talking about. We're two 50 year old dudes, basically in a good point in our career where people would like to get, and I think people would like to know what does that feel like when I get there? That's why I ask you that. And it's not always elements of it or what you would think it would be, but there's a, like a you know, I'll ask you a few of these things. Like I struggle with, I don't want to lose momentum. I don't want to lose my relevance. Do I want, do I not want to lose relevance because like I might not make the money that I'm making, or do I not want people to see me not be relevant? Like I'm up the flagpole now. And then they'll go, that guy used to be, is it that, is it, I ask myself, when does this pace end? Do you ever wonder that too? Like you can go back after I tell you what some of mine are like, when's this pace end? Like to what end is this? And, in ten years, am I still working three hundred and thirty days a year? Like, I thought I wouldn't be, and then uh, the navigating of family and all of these other things. Do you worry about losing momentum, like losing your relevance? Do you do you struggle with those same things I'm saying too? Like, it's like, uh, what? When does this end? Do I want, do I want? Do I want to be eighty years old doing a this on a Tuesday. Do you know? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, do you? Does that enter your mind? Yeah,
1: I, I do think about momentum. Mm-hmm. I do think about... Which what you if, have. Yeah, but what if I told you, like, go away for two years. Mm-hmm. Stop doing this. Stop mm-hmm. doing the motivation. Mm-hmm. Just, just go away for two years. Just mm-hmm. relax. Mm-hmm. You know, enjoy... You know, you have two kids in college. Oh, mm-hmm. Go up and... Not mm-hmm. that you're not doing this. Yep. But go up with, you know, take some more family vacations. Mm-hmm. Pick up a hobby. And I know mm-hmm. you golf, but like... Yeah, yeah. You know, I've often thought maybe I should, you know, go to cooking school, mm-hmm. which, which you is, love, which I love. Yeah. Um, and Chris Rock told me this, and he he's very diligent about this. He goes, it's, it's, it's hard to make an entrance when you never leave the room. Right. And wow. And I was like, cause he's like, you're always touring. Right. Mm. And they always got, they always have access to you cause you're always out there. Mm. But when you, when you go away and come back, it's more of a spectacle. It's more an event because mm-hmm. no one's seen you for two or three years. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, what does he have to say? What's he doing? Mm-hmm. I think nowadays with social media, I think Michael Jackson had it really dialed in where you, know, you didn't see this guy everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when you did, it was like it's like a unicorn. Shit. You know, he was mm-hmm. on Arsenio once. He popped out to give Eddie Murphy an award. I was like, oh, my God. I remember He's that. there? Mm-hmm. He drives? Mm-hmm. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I often think to myself, all right, do I need to be doing all this? Do I need to be on social media mm-hmm, me constantly too. Me too. with the phone? And then, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm i skiing. Yeah. Do I want to do the video? I don't know. Do I, mm-hmm. but I feel like if the people don't see me, they're not going to buy the tickets to come to the show. You know, it's all has this, yes you know, this effect. So I don't know. I think, uh, Garth Brooks took, 10 years off and okay. because he wanted to be with his family and raise his kids he came back and he's fine
0: yeah he is but there's an element of it like i'm you're on a great point here like what's the right rest what's the right calibration and a lot of the people that listen to my show are trying to get there but at the same time you know all the watches a lot of comedians there's an edge that you keep by staying the, in the reps and even like no, I know you can't say this, but like some of the guys, you even their names, you just like when Eddie Murphy took a bunch of time off, and now I see him now, I'm like, I don't know, he's as funny as he used to be, you know. I don't know what the entrepreneurs as sharp as they used to be. I don't know if Garth Brooks is as good. I haven't seen his music. I don't know, but there's a there's that element of the edge too, where like you, there's a rhythm to success. Yeah, that's the one thing people don't tell you is like it's not just the work and the reps. There's a rhythm that you get into. And there's a momentum and it's a magnifier. It can make someone pretty good seem really, really great. One of the things I've struggled with though, that has not made my momentum well is I haven't always hired well around me. And I'm just curious, you said that you've got these people around you now. How have you, have you had anybody, if it's not who it is or what it was, but how have you dealt if it's happened with people that have worked for you or with you that have either let you down, purposely harmed you, not done a good job around you? Like, How have you dealt with that have you had that experience where it's like this is not what i thought it would be
1: well listen i mean i'm a comedian and Mm -hmm. i'm not i i I didn't you know i didn't grow up or in my 20s i wasn't like in a company yeah and i don't know like how marketing sales ceo like Mm -hmm. that language where it's like interpersonal skills with people and dealing with all these different personalities yeah i mean I was the president of my fraternity in in college, right? There's mm. a lot of different personalities there, but I wouldn't say my strong suit is being an unbelievable leader. Mm. You know, it's just it's not like I, I it's not my it's not what I do. Yeah, but you you almost thrown into this thing where it's like, okay, now I'm kind of like
0: running a business. Yeah, you're a brand, you're a company. Yeah, and like and- Jay Z says, I'm a I'm a businessman. You know, like I'm a businessman. You know, you are, you're now a business. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And some people adapt to that. Remind me not to quote any hip hop lyrics again. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> that was just a big miss.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh. When you first said it, I'm like, yeah, he's a businessman.
0: There's but something said, in there. I'm a business. Man. Yeah. I nailed it at the end. I pulled it together. It just took me a minute. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. So, you know, yeah, hiring people. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to ask in an interview. Mm. People come in and interview for a position, right? I don't are, know. You know it's like, are you going to do good? Yeah, you don't know until you know, right? Mm. The way I look at it is like, and, and plus, it, I'm the personality. It's like, I expect people to read my mind, right? Mm. And then when they don't, I'm like, hey, it's it. They suck, mm. you know? And then, <laughs> like, rather than tell them, hey, listen, this is the way I want it. Because sometimes I often think if I do say something, does it come off as being too direct? Does the person feel like I'm always worried about how the person is, is taking my message, Are you? Yeah. right? And a lot of people just say it, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. listen, when I want, when I walk in, I want, I want uh, Evian water filled. But then, you know, sometimes I think I, I like things the way I want it, but mm-hmm. then I'm like, I'm also struggling too with I used to, do, I, I used to put the water right. in the thing and, and then I do that dude, too, you know, like, and, and who am I now? I, I, now I need it the way I want it, but I can't do it because I don't got enough time and the person thinks, well, why, why don't you?
0: I, it, it's, it, it's me too
1: up mindset, you me know, too. instead of like, Hey, I'm, I'm paying you to do a job. Yep. And this is what the job, uh, requires. Mm. Sometimes I struggle with, I got a problem with here. Here's one. Sometimes I got a problem and, hey, you know, the gardeners come and do the gardening mm-hmm. and I'm doing something else. Mm-hmm. My head, the gardener's looking at me going, you can't cut the grass. That's
0: what I think too. <laughs> what the f*** kind of thing dude, is that? Dude, hey, yesterday I had a guy come over. This is so It's interest- I had a guy, we are so wired, like I had a guy come over, there's a storm coming to Florida. So there's a guy that comes over that covers my outdoor furniture for me, right? Because I'm here doing things that would produce more revenue than covering the outdoor furniture. Yeah, yeah. Literally when I saw the guy, I saw him looking at me like, you're not a man. You can't cover your own furniture yeah. outside. I think the exact same thing. Like that's exactly how my mind works because I was that guy who did that stuff before. Yeah. yeah. And now I'm like, and it's funny because people will think like, I'm like this big, intense boss. I don't like to make people uncomfortable. If there's even like gardener example, if the yard's not being done right, I'm like, babe, will you let the gardener know like, I don't even like to be the person to tell people, I won't send food back in a restaurant. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just, I don't like to, I've all been a bus boy. You know, I've been a server. I don't like to make people uncomfortable, yet it's to my detriment because I don't always get great performance around me either. Mm-hmm. So you do have a little bit of that I too. Do, yeah. Hey guys, if you need to hire, you need Indeed. You know, in all of my businesses, and I've been blessed to have several of them, I've used Indeed now for a number of years. And the main reason I do it is, I, if you're like me, I don't want to waste a bunch of time interviewing people that aren't qualified for the positions that I have. It's one of the hardest jobs in the world, right? Or they are qualified, but they're not interested in making the move at the given time. And so with Indeed, you have a thing called Instant Match, where they match you with quality candidates within 24 hours. And you're in front of people that want the job, that are qualified for it, and that you probably want to hire. I wouldn't go anywhere else. They've delivered great candidates to multiple businesses that I have right now. So here's what's great. Listeners and viewers on my show, you get a $75 sponsored job credit right now. Get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com mylet. Just go to indeed.com mylet, which is M Y L E T T right now, and you can support our show by saying you heard about Indeed here. That would be great, by the way. Indeed.com slash Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire, you need indeed. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, listen, we're all carrying around some form of stress, big or small. And you don't want to keep things bottled up. It's healthy to talk out loud with somebody about things that are bothering you or that are weighing on your mind or just decisions that you need to make. And that's why therapy from BetterHelp is one of the most helpful things you can do for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries, and it'll empower you to be the best version of yourself. And it's not just for those that have experienced major trauma. is for people that just want to work through things and maybe learn to make decisions better, work through an emotion that's not serving them right now. And so if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient. It's flexible, and it can be suited to your schedule. All you gotta do is fill out a brief questionnaire. You'll get matched with a licensed therapist. If you don't click, you can switch therapists anytime you want for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/edshow today to get ten percent off your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P dot com/edshow. You, but I want to go. I want to get a couple things focused on this. For you, so I understand you better. You don't know the end game then, you're saying. You're not really sure. You're just kind of in the grind of growing and producing content and shows and stuff that produces revenue and that you enjoy doing, like expressing yourself. That's really where you're at. Y- yeah. What are you going to – so if, if we flash forwarded to 60, so you got 10 more years, and I said to you, hey, man, you nailed these 10 years. All your dreams came true. Everything you want – I'm not saying your goal setting here – but like, would it be you've made 10 more big movies or you've just done a bunch of standup or is it more like, nope, my kids are now teenagers. We've had great memories together. And the most important thing to me was that I just got the time with my family. And, and that's really the thing that I'm most focused on.
1: Yeah. I'm not sitting over here going, I need to accomplish. Hmm. If I did stand uh, standup and did bookie, that would be fine for me. Okay. Uh, do I want challenges in my career? Yeah. That's why I do the podcast. I go, can I, can I make daddy versus doctor a podcast that people would listen to not only for information about parenting, but for entertainment. Hmm. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know at 60 uh, what what I'll be doing. There is literally no plan. I'm, I'm, I'm literally living day by day. Hmm. My wife often goes, you know, like, let's plan things this year. So there's a vacation in the books and that we're not scrambling to go to Utah yeah. in November for a December trip, you know, yeah. like there's families like I'm like, how do they do it? They, they every, every year. I know, I know they're they're they they December 22nd to the 28th. They're there. I and don't then, get that. I, I'm like, man, I don't even know. December, can, can we book that far in advance? Yeah. There might be something that comes up that I got, you know, like that.
0: Yeah. And
1: I'm trying to get out of
0: that. Me too. I, I thought by this age I would have that figured out and I don't. We're more similar than I realized, even though I tell people to do the things that I'm not doing all the time because I don't, I don't <laughs> do a lot of that either. So, okay. I want to get into some, a uh, couple of productive things here just for the audience to know. How many other standups make you laugh?
1: Oh, man. Um, there's very talented guys out there. Um, it's just when you're in this business, I just don't think. Yeah, you laugh, and you go. it's funny. Mm-hmm. But I don't, you know, like the last one uh, guy I was laughing at, literally laughing where I'm not looking at the joke or anything, was Giannis Pappas. He did, uh, you check him out. He's okay. really, really funny. And for whatever the reason, he had me on the floor. Like okay. literally, I rolled off the couch onto the floor laughing. That's what I want to feel when I watch a comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I laugh more at like things you're not supposed to laugh at like things like like dramatic like even like in a drama movie I'm, i might be laughing at something that, what are you talking about like yeah, what just just like just things that
0: i gotta understand this i don't,
1: I, I don't even I, I couldn't even give you an example off the top of my head but <laughs>
0: Things you should not be laughing at, like someone dies in a movie, you're like, that is freaking funeral. hilarious. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing at a funeral. Funeral, but, and, but it's not a comedy scene.
1: Here, I'll give you an example. And I don't know if this is appropriate or not. I was at my <laughs> uncle's funeral. Okay. who recently passed away. And I was in the back, and I was with my sister. And, you know, people are crying and whatnot. And I'm looking around, telling my sister, the, you know, the wake thing is antiquated, the way they got this set up. And everybody's hungry here. Should would be inappropriate to have like past or d'oeuvres at a wake, right? <laughs> this is just a thought, because the, the, the food's always in a room down in the basement where you got to go. It's such a little inconvenient, uh, or a bar. It's open bar cocktail, you know, like nice to take the edge off with a (laughs) stole those type of moments. Mm -hmm. I feel and and this is me saying it, but like, I know guys, I got a friend back home. His name is George Kafka He's one of the funniest guys I know, like Mm -hmm. we. We laugh at things like this.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, are you looking for, like? Does that become a bit like? Is what you just said going to be a bit now? Like, are no, you? No, I, uh,
1: I I haven't even thought about it until okay. now. Like, and my sister was like, "This is like kind of tablet. Just this is don't don't like, smile here. Don't smile yeah, here. Like, you know, it, it's mm-hmm. like I don't know. I I just tend like wakes seem to be very you know sad. Someone mm-hmm. just passed away, and for somebody like cracking jokes in the back mm-hmm. might be looked as like what here mm-hmm. you yeah. know but i also look at it as this is a healing for me
0: yeah this is healing
1: i i i had my moment with my uncle mm. i looked at him i you know i i said my my prayer i i looked at the the you know they have a, a screen with all the memories of him and i mm. sat there and i was sitting there bawling and crying looking at all the stuff and whatnot but afterwards where's the nerves
0: you know like let's have a drink <laughs> I like that. By the way, anyone listen to this at my funeral, have an open bar. Open have some bar. cigar rollers. I don't have know. an open bar. I like that idea. Do you, before you do what you're great at, so I'll, everyone has this thing that they're great at. You're great at stand up. You're great at communicating. You're great at making people laugh. You're great at other stuff, but like that's obviously a gift you've monetized really well and that you're awesome at. What's it feel like when you're doing something you're great at? So, like before you do it, so you got the, you know, you're going to go do an arena. What's the first arena on the tour? Do you know where you go first? I think it's Norfolk, Virginia. Okay. Norfolk. Okay. Probably Norfolk, but whatever. Um, in Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. That place. And so you're going to go there. It's like an hour before the show. I want to know what you feel before you go up and what you feel when you walk off the hour after.
1: So, uh, the feeling I'm feeling before I go on is I'm very, it's very calm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not doing anything backstage that is pumping me up to go on stage. You know, I, I, I saw the Tony Robbins thing. This guy's jumping on a trampoline. Mm-hmm. He's getting all hyped up, He's mm-hmm. you know, walking around and he comes out. And boom. That's just, that's, you know, that's his style. Mm-hmm. My style is... I'm backstage, I'm listening to my my bits, some of the recordings that I've done over mm-hmm. the past, whatever, year and a half, making sure that, you know, oh, did I miss something? Is something going to pop in my head? So there's nothing nothing that I'm doing that's out of the ordinary. And the feeling is uh, a little bit of anxiety. Um, and then going, walking to the stage, these are moments where I'm, you know, I walk through the crowd, to get to the stage mm-hmm. so i'm high-fiving people this that and the other thing but again like i'm not like a, ru- a rah-rah guy mm-hmm. it's not like i'm getting the crowd going i'm coming out yeah <clears throat> you know so uh i often think of that I'm in my head there as i'm walking through the audience i go you know should i be doing more or is this do you a, really uh, is this is this you know is this a cool entrance me coming through slapping. I don't know. Like, I'm always thinking in my head. I'm never living in the moment. I'm always kind of like. Interesting. Like, thinking other things than what I'm doing at that particular moment. Interesting. And then when I go up on stage, when I go up there. Yeah. It's a little uncomfortable, to be honest with you. I I, I really miss the days of going on stage and nobody knew who the hell I was. Mm. And it was just, I I felt like, all right you don't even know what's about to hit you right Yeah. Now. You don't, never seen anything like this before. Mm-hmm. Now they've seen it. Right. Mm-hmm. And now they got something to compare it to. So mm-hmm. there's a pressure there yep. of, is this going to be, is this guy going to bring it tonight? What does he got up his sleeve?
0: Could I ask on that? Yeah. This is a hard question. I mean, it's with like respect. Okay. Do you, do you ever worry about that very thing right there? Like what's, I don't mean this by disrespect to anybody. Like you, you can develop a dice clay type thing. I know, I know this is, you know, your industry, but like, all right, is he going to do the nursery? Is it the Hickory Dickory Dock? Do you worry about staying who you are yet staying fresh enough that it is like he's got it's new? Do you know what I mean when I say that?
1: Yes. Yeah, so there are some iconic bits that comedians have. Okay, and people are like, oh, I love when he does that, that, mm-hmm. that which comedians run into this a lot, is like, they're not like musicians where, you know, mm-hmm. you have a, they want to hear the hits. Comedy, they want to hear, what do you got now? Mm-hmm. You made me laugh before, but I want something else. Mm-hmm. Now, I have some really, really good bits that people kind of know me for, mm-hmm. and they've seen them online. I, I haven't done those bits live, really, in years, right? So if a person comes to see me, uh, on this tour, they might have not seen the Chapulte bit live mm-hmm. or the um, the doorbell bit live, right? Yeah. So I often go, "Hmm, maybe at the end." And okay. I know some comedians do. I think Jim Jim Gaffigan does this, where he comes back out. And, what do you want to hear? Gotcha. And he, and he does like okay favorite. <laughs> So I don't think there's anything wrong okay. with doing some of your older stuff that mm-hmm. people might have never seen before. But,
0: but now, when you walk up, you're like, "Hey, man, the, it's a different feeling." You liked better when you're like, "I'm about, to, you're about to see some thunder you've never seen in your life." Now you're like, "They're expecting thunder," and that's a different feeling when you're up there. Yeah,
1: yeah. Is, is the thunder going to be as loud as it was last time? Mm-hmm. So that's always the. And you'd like to think, as a performer, like you got your 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 finger on the pulse. This is mm-hmm. what they want to hear because you know you never want to kind of. I get a lot of times. We love your your father and that bit and mm-hmm. being Italian. We mm-hmm. we relate to that. Mm-hmm. So you got those people, mm-hmm. right? But then you don't want to be like catering to like right the audience's desires, right? Mm-hmm. You want to do what makes you happy, and then hopefully that will make the audience happy.
0: It's a big thing as a speaker too, right there. What to, to yeah? Like hey, I want you to do the thing where like man, I want to I want to run through the ceiling when I get out. Of I go well, that's not the vibe tonight. Tonight, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do what I want to do tonight because I'm the speaker. Well, often too, you as a speaker, mm-hmm. you're growing as an individual, right? right? What, what used to interest me, even what I used to think, I don't even always think anymore. Yeah. Same thing. Now, what about when you, are you ever up there going, I'm crushing in the middle of it, or do you not let yourself have that feeling or like, Ooh, I'm slipping here. You know, I've had that when I'm speaking. I'm like, wow, that was quiet right there. You know? And it's almost, I I wasn't thinking it, but the lack of response was like, almost a wake up for me when I'm up there.
1: Yeah. I think you hear the silence more than you hear the roars. Mm -hmm. So I'm never going, this is killing. I I go, Oh wow. That we're, we're in a hole. Right. We got, we got to dig out of this quickly. Mm -hmm. So I'm hearing that more than I'm hearing the, the constant laughter. I mean, I I hear the laughter and it's not like I'm oblivious to, Oh wow, Mm -hmm. that landed. But I'm more,
0: more tuned into the, me too. The silence. You walk off, you got an hour now. Is it what I do as I go? And this is what I want people to, and whatever they do for a living, this is what I think you should be doing, like reflecting on your work. But like when I'm done, I'm usually like, I missed that. I forgot this. I should have said this differently. And I, I, go, through a, I go through a thing of insecurity. It's how I would describe when I walk off stage. I'm actually insecure before i walk up a little bit of anxiety and all that when i'm there i feel pretty good usually on the stage speaking and doing what i do i think this is true if someone's given a sales presentation or whatever and then when i'm done i become insecure again almost instantly where i'm like oh did i did i do this i messed that up man that was an opportunity do you do you have that or no? Well, before I answer that question, I want to ask you: while you're up
1: there as mm-hmm. a speaker, mm-hmm. I mean, for me, the validation that I'm doing well is the laughter. For you as a uh, motivational speaker, what are you? What is the gauge for you that oh, this I'm killing? What it's, I've never been to one of these things, yeah, so I don't. Know it's what... harder.
0: Usually, their response, though, their noise level. Actually, it's they're engaged with me. If when I do drop, sucks. I use humor too. So, like when I do drop humor, is it like they're right with me immediately? Are they writing notes down if I'm giving a talk on something? Um, If I'm doing something emotional where they should be crying, are they crying? More for me. Actually, it's not even that. It's not even really true. I just kind of feel it when I'm on. It's like a spirit. Like as a Christian person, it's the Holy Spirit. But like I feel it when I'm on. I'm like, we're in rhythm together. There's a rhythm with me and them that I know we're in, and they know we're in, and I can kind of almost go anywhere I want, and there's a connection, and this sounds weird, but like an energetic connection Mm -hmm. that I feel with the room, the vast majority of the room, that, and I'm so weird, there'll be 10,000 people in the room, I'll find the one dude not paying attention, and I'll look at him for some reason, I don't know why I do that, but there's an energy that I'm feeling that I know we're one, and then, and that's really what it would be like, we're one, and then there's other times when I'm speaking where, like, we're two. There's me, and then there's the audience, and we're separate, and I'm speaking to them rather than, like, with them. Yeah, yeah. And that energy's different. Does that make sense? Do you feel that same I feel thing? That, that's a definite feeling I have
1: where no matter what you do up there, you feel like you could do anything. You yeah. Can even go off your script. Like, yeah. sometimes I, I, I'm feeling so good that I'm, like, mm-hmm in the zone where i could just improv and everything that's coming out of my mouth i even go wow and then i thought about that three years ago and it came out right now yeah so i definitely feel that there's an energy or a symbiotic relationship that you have with the audience so
0: i do i think that energy exists in anything you're doing that you enjoy that you're great at so i think if you're a good salesperson when you really got someone with you there's that energetic connection when you're with your kids when you're doing anything you can feel an energetic connection that. Is lacking when it's not there and I hate that feeling when it's not there when it is there other than being with my family it's the greatest feeling in the world so do you uh, feel like and I've often felt this when you go to a
1: social gathering and you mm-hmm. meet somebody that maybe you don't know mm-hmm. and the energy I feel like the energy is even contained in small conversations Totally. Right? now I often go is it me that's not is it me that's not mm-hmm. giving the energy me too is that person going I can't connect with this person because he like doesn't want to be. Mm-hmm. Or, so I often think of that in, in, in conversation. Am I the problem? Me too. Or what? What do you think? This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard
0: around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. I think I I have the same feeling, and this is weird we're doing this on my podcast, but I'm glad we are. I have the same problem and I think like because I have such a pretty good energetic connection in front of crowds of people now, I'm often surprised by like at social gatherings that I don't and it's rare that I meet someone that I vibe with energetically and I'm wondering is that because I've changed and I've become isolated and I'm different or am I an odd dude but like I f- feel like often I'm forcing myself one-on-one situations and social things to have that connection that's much easier for me in groups. I don't know why that is, but like, I do rarely feel that great vibe one-on-one when I meet new people, not meaning I don't like them or love them. I also always feel that when people come up to me that are fans, I always ask my wife, did did I, was I nice enough to them? Like, like that they're looking for something more from me in that moment than they got. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Like, and I feel so weird about that. Like, I want to want them to feel that I love and appreciate them and connect and, I more often than not feel like I let them down with whatever my lack of energy was with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have that?
1: Yeah, sometimes I feel like oh, you know, because sometimes I catch you off guard or whatnot. Yeah, and you're like oh, well, I'm like, or or they're behaving in a way where I'm bothered by it. <laughs> you. <laughs> it's crazy well you know like someone will come up and start doing my act right in front of me oh, right? well, that's, that's and yeah. and yeah i really appreciate that they really enjoy what mm-hmm. i do that it's not it's, but it's like you know i'm i was at uh an amusement park with my family and my son and and my daughter and and you know the guys coming up and doing my bits and i'm like oh thank mm-hmm. thanks but like Sometimes I can't hide the, the uh, you know, the awkwardness, the awkwardness of it all. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I listen. I you know, want to take a photo. Let's take a photo. That's literally that's what they're there for. They want the photo. It's mm-hmm. it's it's leading up to that. Yeah, rare rarely is it. Hey man, really like what you do, and then mm-hmm. boom. And those people, I really appreciate it. those people. I even want I want to talk to them more, more. just right. because, right. You know, they're not looking for the photo, which I understand. You want the photo. That's that's that's, that's great. But I just wish sometimes it was a little bit more than that
0: what do you want for your kids? we do not that much more time, but like, you've now done, you know, what you wanted to do in your life. And my attitude with my kids has changed The mine are in college now, you know, and they're both like starting to look at their careers. And I don't know. I think the advice that I, someone asked me the other day, I really wrestled with this. Like, do you regret that you missed some of these things with your kids to pursue your Whatever those successes were, like you said, I'm doing this movie and I'm missing a recital or whatever. And I used to say, "This is a big moment on the show for me and you. This will be a clip for people." Oh, I love, okay. I love when okay. like, Here we go. You yeah, guys ready? To get to the get the clip. Get ready. No, 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 no. It's not one of those. I used to say, like, yeah, I do regret that I missed that thing, and because you can never get them back. But now that I'm where I'm at in my life, and I have a lot of my buddies who didn't miss any of those things. But here's the truth they also didn't pursue financial stability for their family they didn't protect them and uh, by the way the easy things to go to the recital sometimes the easy things to be the football coach that's that's fun the hard things to go work and this is just the real Mm -hmm. now that my kids are older we're having dinner on christmas eve and my this topic came up and i said well you know because i want everyone to know the hard work they're putting in this is important because the, the Instagram culture, the easy things, he goes, yeah, I regret it. I missed it. You're not going to get that ball game back. True. But your kids live a lot longer than just when they're little. And I said, you know, here's where we are. We're at dinner and we're in a nice restaurant. And tonight, you guys are in a safe house. And uh, the world can't get at us financially. Bella, you're going to a college that costs me six figures a year. Max, you're going to go to school. You're probably going to go play a little bit of golf after. I'll be able to help you do that. Your kids will be okay. I have a lot of friends that are my age that are scared financially. They can't help their children. They couldn't help their grandchildren if they got in big trouble. They can't take care of their parents. I've been able to take care of your mom's parents. I've been able to take care of my parents when they've needed things. I can be the go-to person in our family and you guys are safe. So yeah, I I did miss some things. But now that I'm on the other side of it and I see my buddies that are on the other side of it, life is long. Life is long. It's mm-hmm. not just those years that are in your house. I don't think I do. I think I'm kind of proud of myself for doing the hard thing. The easy thing, frankly, was to be your flag football coach. That would be fun playing with kids all day. And I'm not demeaning that either. But there's an argument to be made for protecting and winning and supporting and providing for your family also. And I'm being serious about it. So I wonder, like, I wonder if you even give yourself enough credit for that. And I I wonder what advice you would give your kids about that, like pursuing your dream, becoming successful, you know, or what matters? Is it just like being like, I think our wives are similar in that, like, they're just happy, you know, like they don't need all this stuff either, but I have provided security and peace for my family. And it's almost like, you don't know what you don't know. My kids don't know what it would be like to have a dad who's financially struggling in his fifties or sixties or grandparents who were going to get displaced from their home because they couldn't afford it. So I don't know that it, I do regret it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I
1: the question I have is what what is isn't, what is enough? Yeah, you, what's enough? What's enough? Like, mm-hmm. you know, could I stop now and be comfortable the rest of my life? I probably, mm-hmm. I, you know, I I don't know what's uh, ahead. Mm-hmm. What I would tell my kids and and is is happiness what is happiness? Is it success? Is it money? Is it all these things? You know, all, all these people that will listen to you. Hmm. Yeah, bro, I want to be an entrepreneur. I wanna, you know, I want the boat, I want the this or that. Hmm. Well, first of all, if you're in it for that, then I, I think you're off to the wrong start. Hmm. You gotta do what you love. And after you after you find that out, all that stuff will will come eventually. And I never got in this business for fame, any of that. So I tell my kids, you know, whatever makes you happy, you know, whatever you are having fun doing. Now, if it, I asked my, my daughter, she's six, what do you want to be when you grow up? And she goes, I want to be a mommy and I want to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. Now, those two things, and when you attach money to those two things, it's not there, mm-hmm. right? But if she's going to be happy being a teacher and a mommy, man, that's, that's success for me. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I did something right as a parent. I had a conversation with my friend. Because at one point I was like, I want my kids to be more successful than I am, right? Yeah. And he goes, that's never going to happen. Mm. I go, why? He goes, you know how hard it is for you to get to where you were and then to have your kids replicate that equally or greater? It's, it's, it's very unlikely, right? Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, is it? Is it unlikely? Mm-hmm. I mean, are they seeing now... And to go to your point about being home as a dad and 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 doing the basketball coach or doing mm-hmm. this, the, the kids don't see that parent that, who's doing all that go to work. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, is this what life is? Mm-hmm. Daddy's home or mm-hmm. mommy's home and they just play with us all day long? Mm-hmm. When they see you go home away and come back or they mm-hmm. see what you do and go oh man that's that's mm-hmm. that look at daddy does he does this mm-hmm. even my wife you know she's an artist and they see her paint beautiful like, work. oh wow they, i i could do that that's cool mm-hmm. and they see how good of a mom she is she's present she's there she's mm-hmm. interacting she's doing arts and crafts with the kids that's gonna go my, my kids are gonna do that with their kids yes you know? when you don't have a parent there doing that mm-hmm. the kid has no like template that's right. To move forward and when point. they're, when their parents, they don't even know. That's because I, I believe it all starts at the home, bro. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's parenting. It's, mm-hmm. you know, I'm constantly correcting my kids on like, even Serafina will go. Sometimes my daughter will go, Oh, you know, we went to Legoland and I, I won this. I won that. I go, come here. We don't brag. Mm-hmm. We, 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 we don't, we don't. Mm-hmm. Pout mm-hmm. what we got. Mm-hmm. I go. Some people might have a smaller house than us. Doesn't mm-hmm. make that less less than. You know, like mm-hmm. these are the teachings that yeah. you have to be instilling in your kids. And I see on the flip side, parents just let that go, the bragging, the this, the mm-hmm. that, and it's not corrected. Mm-hmm. Shit, man. It's like this. This is twenty four seven parenting, Absolutely. right? And this is why I feel sometimes if I am not there, not that my
0: wife it'll yeah, slip a little.
1: Yeah, yep. it's gonna. It's they're, yeah, they're gonna, it's gonna slip, but. My wife is there to Mm -hmm. fill in the holes Mm -hmm. but they also need that fatherly Mm -hmm. vibe you know so i don't know i i'm i'm providing a runway for my kids to have them and thank god for my wife on this point she is an adventure seeker Mm -hmm. no fear Mm -hmm. went to legoland my kids let's go on every roller coaster i grew up scared out of my (laughs) gourd to get on a roller coaster but I'm at Legoland with my kids, and it's amazing what kids will make you do. My my daughter said, Dad, you want to go on a roller coaster? And I, I couldn't deny her enjoying that moment with me, even though I might have thrown up mm-hmm. while I was on the roller coaster. <laughs> we have a video of it, and to see her and me interacting in the back, because my wife was was filming, I was like, I would have missed it. Mm-hmm. I, I would have missed it. And it's a, It's not about the house, the car, the toys. It's about those little memories that she's gonna sit there when she's 22 years old and "Daddy, remember when we went on the dragon at Legoland?" Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, "How great mm-hmm. was that?" So that's what I'm trying to be, and, and I'm gonna take them on tour with me. Not that they're gonna do every city, but mm-hmm. now they're the age of, they're they're gonna enjoy this with me. And hopefully, when I'm 60, 65 years old, mm-hmm. I won't be doing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, I, I, i'm gonna call you on your 65th birthday <laughs> hey bro i need you <laughs> uh that was my favorite part of the interview because you got a little uh emotional there about your babies um thing i admire most about you is that you know as i gotta know you a little bit but as i observe you i think you're a world-class husband and father and uh you're just an immensely talented dude you're really unique everyone's got a little peek inside of who you are today. And I enjoyed it, brother. The stuff with the kids, most stuff with their kids, I think is caught, not taught. I think they catch it. They're seeing how hard their daddy works. They're seeing their mom's beautiful artwork. They're seeing how loving and caring and present she is and you are. And somehow that stuff transfers over. I just really believe that. So today was awesome.
1: Well, I gotta tell you, bro, and we talked about me not doing a lot of podcasts or maybe me being uncomfortable and not showing Mm -hmm. who I really am because I'm guarded on some of these things. But for you... And you should really, really be proud of yourself that you have a platform like this where people are able to share their stories because, you know, I, I tune into your podcast and people f- feel, I could feel it through the camera. People are comfortable. They, they, Thank they, are they, they're, they're, that, they're who they are. Yeah. They're not trying to be somebody else. And, you. uh, you really make it comfortable for people to talk, even though we're in a movie theater and, know, uh, we're in a dark it, room today.
0: <laughs> Some person's house. <laughs> it's awesome no, it's
1: really nice I mean, they were
0: great. very kind to have us here today too um well i think the big thing i think i want you guys to go do is go see him on tour this year on it ain't right this is listen of all him hey I'm, this is the funniest dude on the planet and let me just tell you this i used to watch him the reason i asked him to be on the show four or five years ago and this is who he is i used to watch these clips that he's referring to that everybody the farting and the towels thing with lana and the like the funniest person I've ever seen in my life. The most talented. I mean, I'll just look I'll, every other comic that's been on. They know this. I think everybody's really funny. And then I think there's this dude and I just think his work is unbelievable. I, uh, he's the best. He's the goat. Yeah, and, uh, true. I'm really grateful that I've got to know you cause I, I, um, admire you so much. So, and now that you're a dad and a father, it's gone to a whole new level. So Thank you for being here today, brother. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Yeah, man. All right, everybody. Share today's episode. I know you will. This is a special one. Go see Sebastian on tour. Go follow him on social media. God bless you. Max out. This is the Ed Milan Show.